Hello, everyone. We've made it to our fourth podcast of the HVC podcast. We have an exciting podcast today, an interview with Dr. Kakar. So to reiterate, the goal of this podcast is to educate any provider and staff in common clinical scenarios so we can better treat our patients. The podcasts on this account are meant for education and are not medical advice and should not be used as such. Posts don't substitute for individualized treatment by a healthcare provider. So enough from the lawyers. Now the introduction. Dr. Kakar founded, along with another physician, Dr. Ketpal, Heart and Vascular Care 15 years ago. He was, from that time and since then, has been known throughout North Georgia as an excellent clinician and interventional cardiologist. He was one of the first interventional cardiologists in Forsyth County, Georgia, which is one of the fastest growing counties in the state. He's been named by Atlanta Magazine as a top doc for over 10 years running. I myself have learned to be a better cardiologist and a better person working with him. Patients often wait several months to see Dr. Kakar, although he always makes time and overbooks patients so we can see them sooner we know we want to learn why he is such an excellent physician and so well regarded in the community. Now, Dr. Kakar, I think you are a very nice person and a smart physician, but what is unique about the way you practice and the way you treat patients that makes them wait several weeks or months to see you? Uh, well, thank you, uh, Mayol, for the kind introduction and thank you uh, for having me in your podcast. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a blessing to be here in Forsyth County uh, because uh, it's a wonderful place, but even uh, more wonderful people who live out here. Uh, and your question regarding how I treat patients, you know, I think all cardiologists are very similar in their uh, training and education. And it's, uh, uh, it's the way you, you know, get across with the patient, get along with them. I think that uh, is uh, very important. Uh, I treat the patients like their own family members. Patients don't want to be in the doctor's office. They're not there by choice. They are there because they have a problem or a question or a concern. And if you treat them like your own family member, they feel at ease. They feel that they're being listened to rather than just being rushed as, as a number. So I think the only way I think I'm different uh, is that I treat them as if I was being treated myself or I was treating my brother, sister, or parents. I agree. I think that in, in seeing the way Dr. Kakar practices, that is the right way to treat patients. That's how you want to be treated. You want your family treated. That's what I strive to do as well as a cardiologist, as, as a physician. And that's... Uh, Really what I want to try to impart to new providers is that, yes, the technical skills are there, but this is also the next step, the bedside manner, which has really helped our practice grow and helped Dr. Kakar achieve all he's achieved. Dr. Kakar, uh, what are some of the conditions you commonly treat and what are some of the procedures you perform? Thanks, Mel, again. Uh agree you know just treat uh, treat everybody as your own family and uh, uh, 
things work out uh, for both the patient and uh, the physician uh, for the common goal of uh, good patient outcomes. Uh, some of the conditions I treat is the common ones are chest pain, uh, irregular heartbeat, that's atrial fibrillation, congestive heart failure. Also, we do a lot of vascular stuff, uh, especially if you have uh, blockages in your legs or any vein issues. Uh, what are the most uh, like common procedures we do is uh, we do stress testing in the office. Uh, we obviously have different kind of stress tests, the nuclear stress test, the echocardiogram. Uh, we do have a cardiac PET scanner and the procedures I personally perform are cardiac catheterizations. That means looking for any blockages, uh, putting pacemakers uh, and also angioplasty instead of the coronary arteries. In addition, uh, do some vascular work to opening up the blockages in the legs, uh, which is the peripheral artery disease and also uh, doing vein ablations. I think we both practice many of these procedures and you know, we treat patients really from head to toe, both their heart and their veins and arteries and other parts of the body. And I think that's the best thing to do is, you know, we treat different parts of the patient and makes us the best provider for them. So I really enjoy that I could do all these things for my patient. What do you feel are some of the most challenging conditions you treat? The most challenging condition I think is a uh, heart attack, acute myocardial infarction just because of the the nature of the disease or that problem is that, you know, if you don't do anything in timely fashion, the patient uh, will not make it. The And the outcomes, you know, if you do everything in uh, time and get the artery opened up in time, the patient basically has a normal life. So I think the most challenging condition I treat is uh, somebody having acute heart attack and uh, that is uh, most satisfying too uh, because you know you see the results right away and uh, and the patient uh, most of the time have great outcomes and they can be with their loved ones uh, forever and sometimes with those patients um, some are STEMIs some are non-STEMIs um, those are very challenging procedures because you don't know what type of blockages they'll have. And sometimes they could have cardiogenic shock and you have to use things like balloon pump and impella, which are, um, you know, helpful devices, but challenging devices. I agree hundred percent. What would you tell new providers that join our practice? What would you tell them of how do you grow your own patient base? How do you be a successful physician in this community? You know, your biggest advocate is going to be your patients. You know, just listen to them. You know, when you see them, just, you know, listen to them. What they're for the first few minutes, let them talk. Uh, and uh, and once you, you know, listen to them, you, they know that you're paying attention. And uh, I don't even look at the laptop. Because most of the times the patients complain that their provider is looking at the laptop. I just look in their eyes and uh, look at them and see uh, what uh, their complaints are. Because just, just listening to them, you know, you solve half their problems because they feel that, you know, somebody is there who's looking after them. Uh, and treat them, as I mentioned earlier, treat them like your own family member, like, you know, do for them what would you do for your mother or father or brother or sister uh 
and uh, also you know uh, give feedback to the referring doctors so the you know the the doctors who referred the patient to you you know uh, be available for them uh, you know uh, share your you know we share our, actually most of us even you know dr bart uh, share our cell numbers with all the providers uh, who refer patients so that you know they have a question they just call us rather than going through any hoops to get to us i think that those that's a great answer i also i know you do it and i do it we talk to our patients about ourselves patients want to you know hear about you your family your hobbies if you like you know tell them who you are if you like college football if you like fishing if you like racing cars if you like just spending time with your family or traveling i know dr kakar is an um, incredible food connoisseur and can talk about some of the greatest restaurants i believe he talks to his patients about that i talk to my patients about things i like uh like exercising so patients want to know who you are they love seeing pictures of you and your family i actually have patients that if i show them the same picture of my kids they get upset they're like i i want a new picture <laughs> <laughs> what uh we may have uh, reiterated this but it's good to hear why do you think other physicians and primary care referring doctors trust you and heart and vascular care with their patients i think it's the level of care we provide uh you know as i mentioned earlier both of the cardiologists are equally trained they provide but it's the kind of care we provide uh the compassionate care we provide uh and uh, you know our uh, availability you know Card- cardiology is uh, not like plastic surgery uh that you know the patients can wait you know weeks or months to see the provider you know cardiology patient needs to be seen right away and we and for primary care providers that is a big relief that we get the patients in as soon as possible so i think availability and the quality of care we provide uh and the personalized care basically the, all the patients get uh, concierge medicine without paying for it um and uh, the I think that puts us apart from uh other cardiologists and uh, helps uh, our community and uh, our referring doctors. Thank you. One thing I see in your practice and I've learned as well is you know in some conditions you don't have to use prescription medicines and you could use some supplements uh magnesium, L-arginine, uh sometimes even you know other non-traditional or ayurvedic medicine um you some i sometimes see you use these supplements and what what do you have you found are effective so great questions you know uh medicine uh is great but there are some you know natural uh, ways of uh helping the body um and you know supplements as you mentioned i use is magnesium that helps especially with the palpitations because uh to put somebody on a medication just for palpitations i you know i think it's a little too extreme to begin with you can try magnesium to help that l-arginine is a good supplement for a patient with chest pain there have been studies which have looked at l-arginine uh uh for angina uh i use uh, you know turmeric uh for inflammation uh and um I think these are the three main ones I use uh, magnesium, l-arginine and turmeric. 
besides uh, diet and exercise. Mm. I'm a big believer of Mediterranean diet and uh, also intermittent, intermittent fast fasting. fasting. <laughs> He's the number one advocate of intermittent fasting. I'm a big fan in of North intermittent Georgia. fasting. <laughs> what do you see as the future for heart and vascular care? I think I uh, see heart and vascular to be the premier cardiology group in North Georgia, uh, providing uh, excellent uh, cardiac care, but also very compassionate cardiac care, along with, uh, you know, providing the latest uh, advances in, in cardiology and bringing it uh, to our community. Uh, we are, uh, you know, uh, one of the few centers which has uh, cardiac PET scanners. We were the first one to implant the pacemakers in uh, Forsyth. We were the first one to put uh, a stent in the arteries in the Forsyth County. So we've always been at the forefront of uh, you know providing the latest uh, and the safest uh, cardiac care for our community. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for your time today. Uh, thanks for having me, Mel. Pleasure as always.